0: We are here to try to explain to you what it is we do here. We are commodities brokers, William. Now, what are commodities? Commodities are agricultural products, like coffee that you had for breakfast, wheat, which is used to make bread, pork bellies, which is used to make bacon, which you might find in a bacon and lettuce and tomato sandwich, And then there are other commodities like frozen orange juice and gold. Uh, Though, of course, gold doesn't grow on trees like oranges. (laughs) Uh, Clear so far? Yeah. Good, William. Now, uh, some of our clients are speculating that the price of gold will rise in the future. And we have other clients who are speculating that the price of gold is going to fall. Uh, They place their orders with us, and we buy or sell their gold for them. Tell them the good part. (laughs) Uh, The good part, William, is that uh, no matter whether our clients make money or lose money, uh, Duke and Duke get the commissions. Well, what do you think, Valentine? Well, it sounds to me like you guys are a couple of bookies. I told you he'd understand. <laughs> He's hurt. On third and long, Prescott runs it up the middle.
1: 15, 10, 5! Diving to the one. I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. Me handle my business, damn.
2: Welcome back, it's the Zero to 100 Podcast. We have done it. We have entered Season 3 of the Zero to 100 Podcast. I am your host, William C. Walker Jr., and in this episode, it is episode 61, which I am calling Crypto Cowboys. Uh, The opening clip was actually from Trading Places, the comedy with Eddie Murphy Dan Aykroyd, and I chose it because I thought it was fitting because we're going to be talking about investments pretty much uh, in this episode, uh, but not the normal, traditional investments as in stocks. Uh, I'm joined by my brother Ricky, who is the host of his very own podcast uh, dealing with finances called F Living Rich and Dying Broke. My brother Ricky, uh, a couple of uh, years ago, in fact, it was about two years ago, I want to say. He put me on to uh, investing in stock and the importance of it and just trying to take it in a simple, small way, just doing small amounts here and there in certain stocks. And um, it wasn't until I myself started looking into cryptocurrency earlier this year. And what got me into it was just the fact of how much... Bitcoin had just utterly exploded, and Bitcoin is the most popular and well-known cryptocurrency. And if I I distinctly remember when I first heard about it, and just thinking back to like, oh, if you actually got into it, even out, like even if you got into it, like uh, more more so recently, you would have been able to greatly financial uh, gain financial benefit from it. So. um because i had gotten into it and then also the other thing that we're talking about in this episode is what's called nfts or non-fungible tokens and uh, like all of these terms and concepts are so crazy and it's it's very complex and we we try to break it down and just be as simple as possible and when we discuss it but um we had a pretty good conversation on what got us into cryptocurrencies and what got us into these NFTs and um, why we did it. And so we just wanted to relay that information to you and also just talk about what we learned and what we haven't. Uh, Cause we're not experts. We don't know how this stuff all works, but we looked at it as it's a new form of investment. It's a new way of trying to get this paper and try to get this money and start it from a very ground floor level. And so that's what we wanted to do. Um, I will be back at the end of the episode to tell you what you can expect coming up from season three of the Zero to 100 podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So this is the Zero to 100 podcast, episode 61, Crypto Cowboys. It's the Zero to 100 Podcast. We're back, and I'm joined by my brother and the host of F Living Rich and Dying Broke Podcast. What's up, Rick? Hey, what's going on? So I wanted to uh, have you on because I I think I asked you, I can't remember when I reached out to you. It It has to be at least almost a month ago, and I was asking you if you had been into cryptocurrencies Cause you put Mm -hmm. me on to uh, stock investing anyway. Like I do a little bit of stock investing, and so I started getting into crypto. And then I asked you, and you were like, "Oh yeah." So let's let's start there. What uh, what got you into cryptocurrency?
1: Um. So I've I've dabbled. I I I. When did I first hear about it? I probably first heard about it just uh, while I was at Vanguard, but not anything extensive or in depth or whatever. I just like heard about Bitcoin or something. And I was like, man, that's, that don't sound right. So I just didn't mess with it. And then I remember, um, what was it? I had heard of Bitcoin and then I had like cash app. This was like 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. I had the cash app app and they was like, yo, you can invest in Bitcoin through here. So I was like, all right, let me throw like four or five dollars in here and see what happens or whatever um and i'd put it in there and you know me like when you don't know anything about anything you just you you don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. so i'm like ain't nothing happening i put five dollars in here and it's like cents. like you know and i just watched it and waited but nothing really happened so i just for whatever reason i cashed out those five dollars (laughs) like um (laughs) at some point in like 2017 and then again and probably no it wasn't 2019 but uh you know I still kind of yeah it was probably no no it, it was 2017 I'm sorry so I cashed out and I never really put more into it because I just didn't really believe in it or whatever at the time so then uh I probably did it again like in 2019 again it was like a very small amount maybe like or $5 or $10, I don't even know, I doubt it was even $10, It's probably $5. Same thing and then just cashed out. Uh, But then, and I'm sorry, I keep doing this, but then uh, what was it? So I invest with SoFi or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so SoFi is like, yo, like if you put like $25 in here, we'll give you like $25 of crypto. I'm like, all right, free money, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I throw like 25 into Bitcoin or maybe 50, I don't recall the exact amount. I throw some into Ethereum and I throw some into Litecoin, um, like $10, $15 into each of those or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I think I add a little bit more, not too long after. And this is like around February of 2020, because I'm looking at what's potentially happening or whatever. And I'm like, you know, stock market might drop. Let me diversify myself, you know. Um, what was the other thing with the pandemic and the economy and everything? So I'm like, let me just have something because I I know you always want to have something else kind of when the stock market isn't doing as well. So that's kind of what I looked at crypto as is like, this is my other investment option. And I know there are some individuals who like believe in gold and use gold for that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not at that level. I don't I don't I just don't believe in I don't want to say I don't believe in it, but it's not my thing. I think everybody has their thing and gold isn't my thing or precious metals isn't my thing. So either way, uh, threw some money in there in 2020, maybe throw a little bit more in like March. And then April, it dropped. April 2020, it dropped. And I'm like, man, shoot, why is it dropping? You know, and I'm looking at the stock market and stock market is like taking off in like April 2020 Mm -hmm. and May. And so I'm like, man, let me just wait until this gets up and I'm gonna just take all this money out and then throw it into the stock market. So probably... In total, it was like a couple hundred dollars maybe or whatever. And by July, it finally kind of recovered to where I wasn't at a loss anymore. So I said, let me just sell all of it. I think like Bitcoin might've been like 9,000 a coin. Uh, Litecoin was probably like $40. And um, Ethereum might've been like 250 or something like Mm -hmm. that, right? So I just pull everything. Out of all of those, and then I thought in the stock market or whatever. But um then that that's that's where it started. So that's where it started. Uh and it started through so it started with Cash App and then SoFi. And that was kind of where because I didn't understand it and I didn't know much about it, I just thought it was something else, and I expected it to perform a certain type of way. And when it didn't meet my expectations, I got upset and I was just like, after I'm out. Um I wish I had learned more about it before I did it, because then I would have stuck with it longer. Yeah,
2: because so. that, that's like, I, I remember the first time I heard about Bitcoin, which is like the most popular cryptocurrency. And and so uh, just a disclaimer for everybody that's listening, like ne- all, neither one of us would say we are experts.
1: Yeah, definitely this. not with crypto. Definitely <laughs> not.
2: And in fact, like the uh, the technology behind it is also very confusing to me. But, I, mm-hmm. I you know, when I first started looking into it, so uh, Bitcoin is the most popular one. And I remember hearing about it years ago, like when it first started, um, it was, like NPR did a story about it. And I remember thinking like they were talking about how it could be a wave of the future of of finances and stuff like that. And I, I just remember thinking like I thought the thing I equated it to was like a in-game um token, like for like yeah. yourself. like if you're playing like Candy Crush or any of those games and, and you could buy like, you know, the tokens inside the game to purchase stuff within the game. And I thought that's what it was. Like I thought it was something like that's the equivalent of it. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Like why would I put my money into this fictional currency? And I'm just like, man, if you had put like because if you had put your money into it then like even when it started to get up to like three thousand per coin or whatever mm-hmm. you would have like a ridiculous amount of money And so that's why I said, well let me just go ahead and I'll start getting pieces of it. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, and actually I remember, you know, in fact, what really put me on to even do it because I heard about it, and even as I saw it going up and up, I was still too hesitant to do it because I was like, well, now I can't afford it. Like I can't yeah. afford, afford a coin, so what's the point? And it wasn't until the uh recent um like game stock and the dogecoin uh explosion, like through through Reddit and stuff like that, where I was like, well, you know what, I might as well get into it. So what I actually ended up doing was I had bought some Dogecoin. And when I did that, I said, like, I went to the site and we'll get into where we, uh, mm-hmm. what we use. But that's what really got me into it. And then after that, then I just kept reading about it. But so from my understanding, from what I was reading, this cr- cryptocurrency utilizes uh, technology called blockchain. And it's, like, this very unique, uh, like, code that that people put on, and you can put different things on it. And and so it's, like, th- that's how they create their own currency and, and, and stuff like that. And I guess what's causing Bitcoin to explode right now is that more and more people are starting to put money into it, especially mm-hmm. rich people. And now the banks are um, – I believe banks are um, – looking into getting involved as well. And that's the other thing that's causing it to spike. And um, the other thing about Bitcoin is the scarcity of it because there's mm-hmm. only gonna be uh, 21 billion in circulation. And I think the amount that's in circulation now is like 18.9 or something. So once yeah. it gets to that 21 billion point, that's it. Like, And that's when it's- Is it
1: billion or million? I thought it was million.
2: Uh, For what I saw, it was billion.
1: Oh, okay, but yeah. Either way, it's it's like they're close to having yeah. mine coins.
2: Yeah, and and it was it was uh, and it's interesting because there are people that that mine Bitcoin, but to do that, and what that is, like you have, to have all this computing power to get the little uh, like pieces of it that I guess are out there because they're. Yeah. Out there circulating, and you just keep adding pizza or whatever. But to do that, like I remember Shalea, Shalea said to said, Well, why don't you do that? I was like, For me to yeah. be able to have a mining operation, I'd have to have like an acreage of land with a <laughs> warehouse of computers and a cooling unit for all the computer. I was like, I just know I can't. That's not realistic. But let, let, let me get into. So what what platforms or what do you what do, like? I know you started with um, with Cash App and then you use Sofi. Like, what do you use now?
1: Um, so I still use Sofi. I do use Cash App. Um, not, I don't even want to say I use it. So right, I think I mentioned this to you before. Cash App will do things where they have these little promotions or boosts on their cards, mm-hmm. where if you spend them in certain ways or whatever, they'll give you rewards and, and things. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, uh, I I still I have like $7 in Cash App, but that's all from like different rewards. And actually I actually have one going now, in case anyone has a Cash App card, uh, where they're giving you 10% of what you spend at a restaurant back on your Cash App card. I can't remember what the limit is it might be like the limit is like seven dollars and 50 cents worth of bitcoin but either way i just look at it as free money Mm -hmm. and especially it's like you're not going to do anything with it so why not um the only problem for me and i'm getting off subject but it's like i tried to use it at a restaurant here right and it's like because uh they still they accept visa but the currency that they initially placed the transaction in is yen and Cash App doesn't let you do stuff like that or whatever, so um, I can only spend it on base. And there's like nowhere on base to eat enough food where it's like really worth it. But the other day I was like, "Hey, Bay, let's go get something to eat." And we got like thirty dollars worth of food just mm-hmm. so I can get some money back. Um, but yeah, so Sofi and Cash uh, or Cash App and Sofi. Sofi is where I have the bulk of it. And that's where I really got back into it because it was like, I think uh, around December of last year was when I was like, man, let me look back into this crypto and see what's going on. Because I think it was at like 17, 18, 19,000 or something like that. And I'm like, dang, I used to have that joint when it was only like nine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember when it had dropped to five and I didn't buy anymore. Uh, But um, so I do it through SoFi. And so now basically what I've done though is uh, I've, created kind of like uh, a, almost like a, a mutual fund, of uh, crypto,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: because I just have a bunch of pieces of like five or six different crypto coins. Mm-hmm. I don't, I did look at using like WeBull cause I thought WeBull would let me do other things like Dogecoin and some of the smaller, less heard of, uh, mm-hmm. cryptocurrencies, but it doesn't. So th- my thing is I'm trying to limit how many accounts I have and how many different places I have to log into. So it's like, even though I know there's other things like Coinbase or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I think Coinbase still doesn't let you do Dogecoin um, and Robinhood or whatever, I think lets you do some cryptos. I'm just like, I'm just going to stick to my main accounts and not have like 7 billion different Mm -hmm. accounts out here. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: that's that's what I was gonna say. Like that because I, I remember uh the site or well, the site that I ended up using was uh crypto.com and and uh and that was because I was uh tr- I was looking for somewhere to buy uh Dogecoin. And so I was like mm-hmm. sorry, so crypto.com allows you to buy Dogecoin and uh once I opened it, they had this promotion where you could um Make purchases uh, without any transaction fees
3: in, for like mm-hmm. thirty
2: days, and so that's that's where I was just putting. Bit, I've been so I've, I've purchased some um, some Dogecoin, some Bitcoin, some Ethereum, Litecoin. Uh, this one called Cardano.
3: Mm-hmm. Like I
2: just, and that's the other thing. I, when I first started, I was just reading. I was like, well, "What's the best?" Cause like my thing was, if you just look at how like where these things started and where they mm-hmm. going, like Ethereum, like you said, I think when you got to it, you said it was at one point it was at two fifty, and now I think it's at like eighteen yeah. hundred. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's you know I, that's the second most uh, popular one I know. I guess uh, I think third behind that is Litecoin. Um, that mm-hmm. one is still at least you know. You could probably get a coin because it's like one something. Um, yeah. So uh, the the funny thing is 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 uh I know what you mean by having things at different places because when I got the the crypto I was like okay well what if I wanted to you know uh, uh, like I know that th- there's crypto wallets or there's wallets for mm-hmm. stuff. And then there's because there's been stories that I've heard of people that had oh, man. Bitcoin. Like those are the stories that make me yeah. feel bad because it's it's one guy <laughs> who had it was a story that is a guy who has at least ten million dollars worth of Bitcoin, and it's on this cold storage wallet, and it has a, mm-hmm. a password, and he can't remember what the password is. And he's down to like where it's like if, if you put in the wrong password ten times, it forever locks it and you can't yeah. get access to it. And so he he was down to to the last two, and he just yeah. hasn't been able to think of anything of what it is. And I was like, man, that would that would drive me insane. But
3: yeah, um,
2: I, so yeah, I was like, I had looked into, um, I had got an Ethereum wallet, and then. That's that's where all the confusing things. So let let me mm-hmm. ask you this. With the accounts that you do have, like with SoFi, do they charge you a fee for purchasing your, your
1: crypto? So so that's the thing that I do wonder about. And like I've asked, there's somebody at my job, and she's been on Ethereum. I I could only imagine how much she probably got because she's been on it for a while. Definitely when it was, and she be buying whole coins. Like the only thing I got whole coins of is Litecoin. And then this other like smaller Ethereum one, um, which is like $12 a coin or something right Mm now. Um, But uh, no, she. um, I was asking her. I think she said she uses Coinbase, but I think it does charge like a small fee. So SoFi, this is the thing. And this is the thing I think with all of them they don't necessarily, there's like a bid and an ask. Um, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With with whatever you're invested in, it's like stocks and everything like that as well. And it's like, typically the more, the better the platform, the more popular the investment is, the smaller mm-hmm. the spread is between the bid and the ask. So it's like, you don't really see, you know, there, there's not like really a, a loss of anything. And so, SoFi doesn't necessarily actively charge a fee. But their spread is kind of big, which is kind of annoying. So, like, matter of fact, right now, let me just pull it up. Um, uh, Give me a sec. Because it's usually, Mm -hmm. like, a few... It's like, if I had to guess, like, 3% is, like, the difference or so in the spread, at least, right? So, like, right now, like, Bitcoin and everything is, like, going up Mm -hmm. um, over the past day. So, Bitcoin's at... 61,000, right? 61,155. If I were to buy a Bitcoin through SoFi, the price per coin, they're charging me $61,932, even though it's at 61,160 something. If I sell it, I'm only going to sell it at $60,397. So it's like, it's a pretty significant spread, like three, yeah, it's about 3% is what it sounds like. Um, which I don't like, so they don't actively charge a fee, they just have a spread that is too, it's pretty significant, and I don't like it. Um, mm. I hope that answers the question.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like that one, and so, like, all the different coins, it's like a three somewhere around there, three percent spread, yeah. Uh, that you, you know, have to factor in because
2: uh, crypt, yeah, because crypto.com, I know that, yeah, they're they're. Fee is like, there's like three um, mm-hmm. percent. So, let me ask you this: If you, is it easy to cash out with SoFi? Like, is it easy to like if you wanted to sell uh, the cryptocurrency that you have and, and cash it out? Is it e- is that an easy process?
1: Oh, su- super easy. So yeah, I'm sorry because that's how we got it started. Because you were talking about your Ethereum wallet and all that. Yeah. And so like, I don't. I don't and i don't have a wallet or anything per se it's just like uh so is like yo you want to buy this crypto and i'm like all right and they're like <laughs> all right give me some money so then i give them the money they buy it like instantly and then it's like if i want to sell it they like all right here's your money and it just immediately cashes out if i want i can take that money to reinvest back into other cryptos or i can take that money and invest it into stocks or if I want to have them send me the money, then it's like, OK, now you do like the ACH transfer or whatever. And it might take a few days or what have you. Um, but it, it's 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 pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the money's fairly liquid through. So yeah.
3: OK.
2: So that, that uh, takes me to the next portion that I wanted to get into, which is NFTs, which stands uh-huh. for uh, non-fungible tokens. Have you ever Uh heard of a non-fungible token before I had brought it up to you?
1: Before you brought it up to me? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, Not at all. Yeah.
2: Okay. So this is where this came from. I was like, I listened to this sports station uh, down in Dallas pretty much all day. And um, what happened was, is this guy was, one of the hosts was talking about the new frontier in sports collectibles, which is uh, this company called Top Shot. And they partnered with the NBA and they created these non-fungible tokens. And apparently there's other NFTs. Like I know recently um, the the, uh, the creator of Twitter sold his very first tweet as a, a non-fungible mm. token for, for um, for a charity and I think he sold it for like $2.5 million or something like that. And mm-hmm. so what, what the story was is that, so instead of a trading card, they take highlights from NBA games and they take these highlights from their players and they use the same blockchain technology that cryptocurrencies use. And they create this signature moment it's a digital moment. And so I remember when I was trying to explain it to Chalet, and this is what other people were saying to this guy, he was like, so wait, it's a highlight that you owe. And she went, well, but can I just go to YouTube? And yeah, I think that's there? what I
3: said to you too. Yeah. To you.
2: <laughs> so I was like, but the, so Mark Cuban, who's the owner of the Mavericks who's really into it, he was saying, well, if, You have a Mickey Mantle card. You could just take the card and make a copy of it on a copier, but you don't own that card. You're still not the owner of it. So it's the same thing. There's this limited amount of them because they they control how much is out there. And so they're in this beta stage. And Mm -hmm. some of these moments are going for crazy amounts. Like I know the highest Mm -hmm. amount is a LeBron James moment that sold for like $208,000. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's what got me into it. The crazy part of it is they have these pack drops, just like if you were buying a pack of cards. But yeah. the thing is, is that it's incredibly hard to get a pack. And mm-hmm. so the first time I remember I tried to get a pack, it was uh, they were only giving out like just over 10000 and you had to get in line for them. And then once you got into the line, like there's a waiting queue. And then once the waiting queue is over, you get randomly assigned a number. And the first number mm-hmm. I got was like 39,000. So they're only giving away 10,000. So I knew I was outside the range. So I wasn't getting a pack. And the, you know, so someone, they do these pack drops and the prices fluctuate. Like regular packs, I think, were like $9. And then they had yeah. rare packs. Which are like a hundred dollars or more. Like me and you uh, went in together and got a um, got a rare pack. Yeah, seeing stars rare pack ended up being two hundred dollars. But th- the thing is, is that you can easily get your money back by selling one of the moments, and that's what we did. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. One of the moments got our money back. So, so when I was talking about, or when I asked you, like how easy. Is it to get your money out of this stuff? This is where it comes into, because this is like, I can't remember who I was talking to, or, or, you know, actually it wasn't even somebody I was talking to. It was a, uh, there's a chat board uh, or dis, uh, called Discord that is linked to the um, Top Shot community. Like, that's where they put all their announcements, where if they're doing a pack drop, they put that out there. If people have issues with the site, they put all their information in there. And so mm-hmm. it was somebody I saw that was in the, the the chat thing and he's like man this stuff is like the wild west out here and this yeah. <laughs> is sort of the frustrating thing like it's funny because the people that put me on to it the, the sports host down in Dallas they were all upset because they was like I need to take back this segment story ideas because they can't get packs anymore It's like, and now ever since we did this story everybody I know is trying
3: to get oh. into
2: it so it's like it's exploded because there's they're they're now getting stories done about them, and so the more information that's being put out there, the more people trying to get Yeah, in. and so yeah, this is like a beta platform, so they're still trying to work out all the kinks, and that's where my frustration comes in with it. So if you listen listening to this, don't get into it because it's crap. But but it's it's <laughs> they're like, like even
1: letting people in right now though. Actually. Yeah,
2: like you can't even yeah, like now you can't even sign up for it and yeah the fr- i guess the frustrating part of it for me was and and i'm going all around the place to get back to why I was asking you how easy it is to get your money out of the um sofi is so they have their own separate uh, system that you mm-hmm. per- like you purchase your moments through it's called dapper so it's it's mm-hmm. you know you put money into your dapper account then you can buy your moments or whatever and then if you sell moments they sell them through Dapper, and then you can cash out through Dapper. This is where it, it got frustrating for me. So we ended up selling one of our moments and we got our mm-hmm. money back for the pack that we, we bought. And I was seeing in the chat boards, people was like, "Uh, why can't I cash out? This is, get, this is frustrating. And I was like, what are they talking about? So when I went to try to withdraw, it gives you this message of saying how Uh, Our withdrawal process is done manually. You have to do identity check. And that's the other thing, because once people started making mad money off of this, that's where you get the Mm -hmm. people who have bots, who, like, Mm same people that go buy up tickets to sporting events. They were doing the same thing for these packs. And so they was, like, getting the packs and then turning around and flipping it and making all this money. And so for... Top Shot, the way they they kept trying to come up with ways to fight it. And so then they came up with, well, if you don't have a pack, then or you don't have a moment, then you can't buy a pack because you're not a collector, mm-hmm. you're a bot or whatever. And yeah, and so I was like, okay, that's fine. But then I noticed they stopped, like, because you used to be able to um, give people moments. And I remember I was, that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to do. I wanted to send you a moment from the uh, so that you would at least have a moment, so you could get in and try to yeah. pack, and then but they took that away, like they they stopped you from being able to gift moments. They stopped it to where you couldn't do anything in the marketplace around pack drops. And I remember being really frustrated about the gifting thing because I was like, "Well, why why can't you do that?" Now I figured out why they do that. I'll come to that later. But anyway, so when I was trying to withdraw it. I couldn't withdraw it. They was like, oh, it's a manual process. Once we get to your um, your turn to, to withdraw, you got to go through this identity, check to prove your identity, and then you'll be able to withdraw the money. And they keep, like, they just do it at, like a thousand people at a time or whatever. And there's a number mm. of people that's doing it. Mm. And so um, one of the ways they had, I was seeing that they do their cash out. I was watching one of their YouTube videos. So you could do a bank transfer and that's like a fee attached to it. It's like a $25 fee for the bank transfer, or you could transfer mm-hmm. it into uh, Ethereum uh, crypto wallet. And so
3: mm-hmm.
2: I was like, okay, let me get the Ethereum crypto wallet because the transaction fee for that is real small. Like it's like $5 or something. So I was like, okay, yeah, let me do that. So I downloaded the crypto wallet and I had some Ethereum on crypto.com. So then I was like, well, let me move some of my, like, let me just move my Ethereum from crypto.com uh, into this Ethereum wallet. And that's where I was having the frustration because there's this really long code that they give you. And then that's where I was looking at crypto.com and like, well, how do I transfer it? And I was getting uh, really frustrated because there's a certain amount that you have to have to be able to transfer it out. And I guess because there's yeah. a fee attached to it, there's a, a fee to transfer uh, it out of crypto.com. And then I remember I was saying to Shlake, I started freaking out. I was like, this is just a scam. Like, i want like, like, what if I try to get my money? How do I do this? And then I was reading it. Okay, so I finally figured it out. All it is, it's like you said, like the SoFi, like you sell it and then you, uh, like SoFi is more straightforward. Crypto yeah. is a little bit more out there because like you have, to, you have to link your bank account. Mm-hmm. You have to open up a wallet and then you have to sell it and put your money in the wallet first. And then from the wallet, you can do an ACH uh, transaction and transfer it to your bank account. And, mm-hmm. and so that's where I was like, okay, this is getting a little frustrating. So what I started doing then is I started looking into different sites or uh, where you could buy crypto. Uh, and So that that's where that all came from. Yeah.
1: So, so wait, so, so you, to get the money doing the, the crypto wallet, they're going to take your money, transfer it to an Ethereum wallet, mm-hmm. yeah. but to have the Ethereum wallet, you have to have Ethereum in it?
2: Well, no, I don't think you have to have okay. Ethereum in it. I just was figuring since I downloaded the wallet.
1: Oh, you wanted figured- to move Ethereum yeah. over there. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. So,
2: okay. yeah. I didn't have to have it in there, but that's where I was getting into the, the confusing part of like, oh, how
1: do I move it? Oh, wait. So, next question then. Did mm-hmm. they move the money from there to your Ethereum wallet? Like, did they move that yet? No,
2: because that that's the thing. I'm still waiting for them to get to me so I can uh, do my identity check. And man,
3: that's, yeah. that's,
2: that's the frustra- like so. That's the frustrating part about Top Shot. Now, the other thing, like I said when I was going through that whole long, lengthy explanation, I was trying to figure out, well, why can't you just gift cards anymore? And it, you know, in this same message board that I was reading it, there's this one section where people be venting all their frustrations about Top Shot, and it was mm-hmm. one guy who was like, "Open up the gifting," and so somebody had replied to him and said. Sounds like you sold a moment, and you like you sold a moment on eBay, and you can't get it to the person that bought it because they took off the gifted. And then I sat there, it's like, oh, that's like I can I can see why they did it because I it never even crossed my mind. I never even thought to possibly do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And it's another market, and so I understand what Top Shot is doing. Like they want to keep everything in the house but at mm-hmm. the same time it makes me a little frustrated because i'm like what's to stop you from saying hey you got money and you didn't made money within this but now you can only use it to keep making purchases within the thing yeah
3: so, yeah exactly so yeah. that that's the the
2: that's the cautionary thing i will say about it but i mean it I guess, like, one of the things that we had talked about with, with all of this stuff, with cryptocurrency, with NFTs and all that, I guess, like, the the one thing that I remember you said is, like, just like with stock, this is a long game. Because
3: mm-hmm.
2: 10 years ago, Bitcoin was trading at, like, a dollar or whatever.
1: Yeah.
2: And now yeah. it's currently at, like, 57000 So, yeah. That's why I just feel like I look at it like it's a long game, and and like me and you, we we had that, we do have a, a a top shot moment that could potentially blow up. So yeah, we just sitting. But well, see, it. now
1: mm-hmm. honestly, it halfway has me like, do we just get out before the whole system collapses on see?
2: itself? <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's what I'm saying because I like I the I did say the Chalet because I was like I'm just waiting for this one moment to sell. I was like if this one moment sells, I'm and I get, once I get the ability to withdraw, I was like I think I'm out. I was like I think I'm out. Because, yeah. Um. It the, the the NFT is is just as crazy to me as the crypto, but it was like that's just this new frontier where like there was an artist. Uh, some digital artist named uh, Beeple, and he was creating these this, these digital art, this digital art. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: He uh, like the first one he started with, I think it was it was you know crappy, and it progresses. And um, he ended up doing this project where it was like I think it was a five year project where he was doing this digital art for five years, and then the culmination of it was this giant mosaic that he created. Mm-hmm. And it just recently sold for $69 million. Like, yeah. his first piece was $100. This last one that he just yeah. did was $69 million. And I'm just it's, like, it's just crazy. Like, the, the crazy thing is, is like, how do you put value on this stuff? But what it really is is somebody's putting value on it. Yeah. So-
1: no. Yeah, it, it 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 doesn't make sense to me. Like, none of it. That that was my issue with Bitcoin too. Mm-hmm. You know, and other cryptocurrencies is that it's like, well, it's not actually tied to anything. So why is it valuable? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, because like, you can tie, I guess, you can tie dollars to like certain things, like products or materials or whatever, or gold or whatever, and so on and so forth. But it's like with crypto. It's like, what am I tying this to? Where does it get its value? And then with these, I, I mean, I we we doing it, but I legitimately just am like, why do people find it? I don't find any value in any of this. Like, it's not, <laughs> I just wouldn't care. Like, the only reason I'm doing it is because it's money. Since <laughs> yeah. like, people making money off of it, I might as well hop into it because yeah. I don't want to be left behind. Yeah. But I don't know if people eventually, and they probably won't, and it's probably going to continue to grow, but I just wonder if people eventually going to realize, like, this is stupid. Why are we buying things that really don't mean anything or much? Because, like, this is the thing, though, right? So NBA Top Shot, like, we own this this moment. Mm -hmm. But the only way we can look at it is by going into the website, right? Yeah. So it's like, what if the website goes down? Now I can't even look at it anymore. You know, like... It, 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 it's, i'm sorry go ahead no 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 but that, that's the thing it doesn't make any sense it's like you know so i i get physically having a card because physically having a card i can you know put it in the safe and look at it you know i can take it other places elsewhere i feel like there's more value in that because it's like you have to actually do something to keep it like with this like i was telling the girls i'm like look none of you gotta do anything you just put some money, do a digital electronic transaction, and that's it. And then the thing just sit there, like we just sold to Zach Levine, and it's like, we ain't do nothing, we just you just put it on there, somebody else gave us money for it. It's, yeah. it's so I mean, stupid, it's, but...
2: I do see where you can share them, like on different, like you can share the moments through Twitter or, um, like because they do have a share option. But, Okay. I, I guess, I just think it's weird. And I, like, the, it, it's, I, I just don't get it. I really don't. But it's, like, like the only thing I say is, like, if I said to Shalei, like, because I was looking at the prices for LeBron James moments, and I and there's only, like, there's still, like, 70% of his moments that haven't hit the market, like, that haven't mm-hmm. been put in packs or anything. And so mm-hmm. I, I was just saying to was like, man, if I can't open a pack and I get a LeBron James in that joint, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. because...
1: <laughs> see, that that makes me think as well about, like, you know, the LaMelo joint. Um, because there's really only two, right? He only has he two moments he only right has now, two right? moments. Yep. And I noticed that the one that was released before, uh, it was at, like, 3,000 and something, right? But then after this second moment came out, mm-hmm. that dropped. To where now it's under 3,000. It's like maybe 29, 2800 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, should we just, you know, what if they, what if when they release more LaMelo moments, it dilutes the value of the yeah. LaMelo moment we have now? Yeah. I that's don't know. It's I,
2: no... Yeah. I mean, it's, that's why it's kind of, I was like, reg- like, where is priced at or the lowest asking price for it? Like, man, we, like, we've already gotten our money back for the pack.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: it's like, that's why I'm like, even if I were to lower it from the price where we are now, it's it's gravy, because it's, you know, and then the funny thing is, too, that's the other funny thing. Like, I was looking, at like, all of these moments have serial numbers. Like, they're individually mm-hmm. because There's only a certain amount. And I was looking at this one site called Moment Rank. That puts the values of everybody's Top Shot portfolio. Like, all you have to do is put in the person's, um, like, put in the, the Top Shot username, and you can see what your collection is valued at. And mm-hmm. um, so it, it's funny because I was looking at LaMelo Ball's, mo- like, you know, value, like the two moments that he has, and they have the serial number and where those serial numbers are valued at and the funny thing is like the top 3 value are the, his uh his individual number which is number 2 his jersey number and mm-hmm. well, that's a big deal like if you get the jersey number yeah. the serial number that matches the player serial number then that's really hmm. the most valuable one and then yeah like number 3 was valuable because he was the number 3 pick in the draft so that's mm-hmm. a high value and then the crazy thing is like, there's only 2021 moments for them. And so the third highest value was
3: 2021. because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's
1: 2021. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, this
3: yeah. was so
1: that stupid. Is so stupid. <laughs> it is. So it, it honestly is. Like, it's like, but and this is the thing that gets me I, with the stupidity of it, but it, we doing this, but it's like, yo, like, there's literally no difference between the uh moment that we have at number five something versus the moment that someone has at number two or number three it's literally the same thing the only difference is the serial number it's almost like uh so you know like license plates in delaware i'm not sure if you're familiar with like the value of those or whatever Oh no! like if you have a so oh man yeah so if you have a black license plate in delaware uh they're usually i think they go up to five digits right Mm -hmm. but the lower your plate number is the more valuable the plate is and it's like so if you have like you know people pass these things on to family members and stuff right Mm -hmm. so it's like i think like number one is like the government governor like number two might be like the lieutenant governor or something but then it's like after that it's just whatever so it's like, you know, if you got like a number five license plate in Delaware, it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more. You that's know what I'm saying? Crazy. Even if you have something that's like number 100, it's probably at least like tens of thousands of dollars. Like it's it's a stupid. Why is this valuable type of thing? But people find value in the dumbest things like it makes that like I'm gonna still be able to drive my car. No matter what. I don't care if I got a, a black license plate, you know, with low numbers, or I got the regular license plate they give you that you pay like $20 for. I guess it's that's just the so crazy, crazy
2: thing, because I've seen the black license plates on cars in nowhere, and I, I, I knew there was an extra cost to have mm-hmm. them but i never knew people were actually valuing
1: them like i just oh yeah absolutely if you go, just google it or whatever and you'll see like people be paying money for these license plates the first time i heard about it was when i was working at enterprise and i remember it was this dude i was working with and he was like yeah they got like a number 30 something license plate and this and i'm like okay like i don't care you know what i mean and then he was telling me and i was like that's so stupid but okay i guess and then like I remember reading a story about it in the news journal, like some years later, where they talked about it too. And I'm like, this is so insane. So like these cards, it's just so insane. Like Mm -hmm. the serial numbers matter and all this other stuff. And I I get it. Like if you have like some of them I I was looking at, you know, they only release like 40 moments or 50 Mm -hmm. moments. It's like yeah i I get those but it's like realistically like the one we got granted yes out of one in 2021 most cards are out of like 30 some odd thousand Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know now i'm the more i talk about this the more i think we should just (laughs) suck (laughs) it this is just stupid like but then it's like the opposite where it's like what if five years from now that joint is like 50,000, 100,000 or something. And then it's like, we was like, yep, we just sold it for like $4,000.
2: That's why but, I was like, I was saying to chalet and that's the funny thing because that's like, I remember I had reached out to you and I said, hey, should we lower the price on this card? Or And I was like, and Chalet was saying to me, she's like, well, if this is the beta form because this is still beta. Like, they're still mm-hmm. working out all the kinks before this thing goes massive wide or whatever. I'm like, yeah, what if this thing goes wide and everybody goes crazy for it? And everybody that had the beta moments, like those beta moments are now like worth six figures. And we mm-hmm. said like, oh man, we saw that thing for three thousand or four thousand dollars. And yeah. this other person who has it, because I can I won't know which one it is, like because of the individual yeah. number. Like so it's yeah. like I'm like, I'll look at it and they're like, man, this person just sold number <laughs> like this number for uh,
3: one hundred
1: twenty-five thousand. I'm like, no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I guess since we've already got our money back, maybe it doesn't hurt because it doesn't cost us anything to yeah. keep it. Yeah. Um, I my fear though, but ultimately it doesn't really matter. Uh, but my fear is that it's kind of like what I said, where the whole market just blows up on itself because. Not necessarily for a bad thing, but because too many people get into it. And then now it's more like ubiquitous and it's not just a unique type of thing, but it's yeah. like a everybody's in on it type yeah. of thing. So now there's less value from it because I'm thinking like the NFL hasn't started anything yet. They, you know, they've talked baseball, about it. And this is just one group that's starting it. Dude. You know, say someone else does it, you know what I mean? Like to sell NBA cards this way or whatever. And then eventually I just think I think then it's going to be like there's so many more moments out there. People be like, why well, I care about this dumb metal ball moment. Yeah. But I mean, the only thing is, like you said, it's, this is the beta version of it. So maybe there's value in that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah.
2: I appreciate you uh, jumping on. Oh, I will say this. Uh, this is something you might want to look into because I just opened a um, a BlockFi account, and because uh, I was what I, I did was I was looking up. I was trying to find what were the ten best uh, sites to get cryptocurrency, and and we mm-hmm. talked about some of them like uh, Coinbase. Apparently, is number uh, Coinbase is number one. Gemini is number two. BlockFi is three, Kraken is four, Robinhood is five, eToro, six, uh, Bitcoin, IRA, seven, crypto.com is eight, Binance is uh, number nine, and then 10 is, is CoinMama. But what caught my eye on BlockFi is that they were running this promotion where they have, you can do uh, crypto savings accounts, where you get interest on whatever you put in there uh through crypto so like you don't have to buy anything you just get they they charge interest in crypto which i was like okay and so blockfi had this promotion where if you open an account they would give you 250 in bitcoin if you open an account for uh 25 yeah
1: Wait, if you open up a $25 account, they'll give you $250 in Bitcoin.
2: Yeah. So oh, yes. I was like, I, I wanted to put you on today.
1: No, yeah, yeah. Uh I definitely will have to take a look into that because um that's that's interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but no, this was good. This was good. I thought we would talk more about crypto, but uh I'll well, just say oh oh no, I was gonna say the the uh I guess like the the thing that I look at is uh, and and even with the cards, because it's like now there's more and more cryptos out there. And then it's like, is it going to get to a point where, you know, I think people are buying cryptos for the sake of buying crypto. But it's like, Mm -hmm. does the crypto have an actual value? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I, I think as more money like you were saying in the beginning like banks and people make it an acceptable form of payment or um so on then i think that it'll get stability and get more value from there i guess my thing is is i'm it doesn't cost much but i'm afraid because i know there's some people i've heard like with the uh cardano have put like significant money into it Mm i'm i don't think i'm at that level i'm too scared to i'll just I'll put my money into the ones that make sense. And it kind of works into my strategy when it comes with investing in stock is that I just, I don't have the time or the patience, if you will, or Mm -hmm. to research everything to pick ones that um, are potentially going to blow up later. i just stick with the ones that I kind of know are decent now and that are, you know, acceptable. Mm -hmm. So I think I like with everything you have to have a strategy about it and uh just mm-hmm. make sure that you're um doing something that makes sense for you and like um don't don't get old, too far ahead of yourself and then like put like a ton of money in something and then it blows up or fails like XRP right or Ripple mm-hmm. um I, that that's a, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it but that's like a crypto that uh it is, it's it's a lot of weird things going on with it, but, like, apparently they're being sued by the SEC. Yeah. And so it's, like, I know, like, if you've got money in it, then, like, like some people, you might have your money tied up. And and it, it's, this, it's this podcast I listen to, I'm not sure if you're familiar, uh, or Market Mondays, and I'm going to talk about it in my podcast as well. But the, the host for it, you know, they're Black people, and honestly, like, Earn Your Leisure is kind of, it's what I wanted my podcast to be like if I actually invested time into mm-hmm. making my podcast like a real thing. But um, they talk to people from a bunch of different backgrounds and, and such, but he, they recently had an episode about crypto and he was talking to someone. And I mean, I'm sure they got money and they fine, but he had invested his money through a couple of different platforms and like now his money's like stuck and he can't get it. Mm-hmm. because like he's a US citizen but the place that he uh invested through was like it's not open to US people mm-hmm. but they took his money now he can't get his money back and it's this this whole thing so i would just caution people on like when you're investing yeah. in these things make sure you know you kind of invest and know that what you're getting into before yep. you can't get your money out cuz and that's that's partly why I'm like I stick with the stuff that I know because yeah. I don't want to like have my money tied up and then I'll never get it back. That's
2: that's that was my and that's why I was like I had freaked myself out before I learned how to get the money out of Crypto. dot because I was like, oh, what what's to stop these people from keeping my money or or whatever? Yeah. Like and so that that was my whole thing like that. And then I was like, okay, no, you just sell it and then once you sell it, you move it here and then you Do a transfer after you sell it. Um,
3: yeah, but yeah,
2: um, yeah, I definitely yeah. I feel like we just scratched the surface. I kind of want to do some more on it. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you have an episode about it, I'd love to be on. Or or uh, just let me know. Or we can always I always have you back so we can talk. More. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you heard the term? Because it's funny. I this was a term I heard uh, when I started looking into it. So like I said, somebody was saying that NFTs and crypto is like the wild west. And so they've been calling people that do it crypto cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I haven't, but I mean, it makes sense though. It definitely, because I truly I really <laughs> feel like it's like that too, because it's just like, it's like a gold rush. It's like a new frontier yeah. of investing that people don't fully understand. And there's a lot of speculation. And I feel like that's what's driving, you can make a lot of money, But I mean, if it doesn't work out, maybe you could lose a lot. I don't know, but it's interesting. We're crypto
2: cowboys. And you know, I love the cowboys. Woo! Such an idiot. (laughs)
3: Such an (laughs) idiot.
1: But yeah, no, it's good, though. It's a good talk. But I probably will do an episode about crypto because I feel like I have to um, at some point. So whenever I do it, I'll have you on.
2: All right. I appreciate it, Rick. So for those who are listening, uh, check out my brother's podcast F living rich and dying
1: broke. Yep. Appreciate it Billy, thanks. Peace. All right, peace out.
2: So that's going to do it for the 0 to 100 podcast episode 61. Uh big shout out thanks to my brother Ricky for jumping on and I look forward to continuing this conversation with the more we learn. Quick cleanup uh for uh from the conversation block five is a um bitcoin like uh savings account where you can actually build interest in cryptocurrencies uh if you open an account you don't get 250 dollars in bitcoin it's actually you do get bitcoin based off of your deposit but it's actually based off of the amount so if you deposit 25 dollars, you will get an amount of bitcoin from it but it's not going to be 250 dollars. like you'll get like maybe uh 15 to 25 dollars uh within that range depending on uh how much you invest like you can get 250 dollars worth of bitcoin but you'd have to like deposit a very large amount like um you know twenty thousand or more to to get something like that so just wanted to clean that up um but yeah some of the the uh, the sites that i looked into because with anything you definitely want to research Uh, and and some of the you know I went through the list of what was the top 10 to invest in there Um, I've used I've been using or how I pretty much got started with crypto.com and I and and it's they have a great deal in terms of for the first 30 days um, every uh, cryptocurrency you purchase is is at zero percent fee so you can really build your cryptocurrency accounts through that with no transaction fees because uh, other sites uh, like coinbase and um, uh, some of the other ones like they charge you a fee because it's just like any kind of trading um, so it's like they, they, they try to make it easy but there's still some hang-ups with it like it's some won't let you invest in certain currencies and some do and then there's fees so that's why I always say research, research, research you definitely want to go with the well known ones or the reputable ones because like I was saying to Ricky there was a little bit of anxiety I had with trying to figure this thing out because it's all new and it really doesn't make sense in terms of like how does this work? Why is it valuable? Well some people deem it valuable and it's very similar to stock where it's like stock is all based off of speculation and that's what this is it's all speculative uh but it is pretty much like the wild west out there and it's it's not regulated to uh it's it's not very heavily regulated which is why so many people are appealed to it but once banks get involved with it and other companies start accepting it as forms of payment then it has that potential to blow up, and that's where it's at. And as far as, um, like, the NFTs with Top Shot, oh, my goodness. Like, that's something where at least I feel like I'm Minkowski actually just... Put up his first like nft and i heard patrick mahomes is is, is getting involved with one. to do some of his nfts and i know the nfl is looking into it because the nba is working with top but um it is crazy it is crazy out there but i highly recommend people look into it because it's money to be had and i, I just feel like especially black people for years we haven't had financial literacy uh, taught to us in, in terms of stocks and, and investing in real estate and all kinds of things like that. And this is just a new form of it to me or a new avenue to, to get money. So, uh, coming up in the upcoming episodes of Zero to 100 Podcast, I can tell you right now, next episode is going to be a piece of the Cowboys. Uh, I am overjoyed that they signed Dak Prescott uh, they you know, could have saved themselves a ton of money if they had just went ahead and signed them two years ago. But hey, it's over with. They signed them. I'm very happy that they did. Uh, now uh, the next focus is the draft. And hopefully they'll draft the players that they need um, to fix their horrible defense. Because they have ten draft picks. At least four of them in the top 100. So that you should be able to get some starters out of that. Out of that, like top 100, like that's what they need to be focused on. Uh, they really don't do anything in free agency, which is incredibly frustrating to me. I did have a little bit of hope thinking, oh, well, the fact that your defense was absolutely horrendous, and maybe you guys will actually invest in getting some new personnel in there, but and not. Uh, dumpster dive shop in free agency or bargain bin shop in free agency. Like when you're at Target or Walmart and you're scrounging through the $5 DVD bin looking for, oh, look at this movie. It's only five bucks. I'll go ahead and get it. Like, you just please stop. Stop doing it free agency but it's the Cowboys I know they're not going to do that Um, but hopefully they'll get pieces that actually work this time and Dan Quinn is the new defense coordinator but anyway let me stop I'm I'm giving away all this stuff for next episode Um, also I can tell you that I'm going to be having an episode that is pretty much going to touch on a lot of the outrages that have transpired this past week And so by the time I post it, there'll be late outrages, but still, I wanted to talk about it. I'm teasing. I'm teasing it. Uh, I'm going to have my friend Christina on because she was hitting me up with some stuff that she was venting about. And then uh, my sister Kenya, I was talking to her because I'll admit, I'm going to admit it now, I did watch this past season of The Bachelor with the very first black bachelor and i thought it was hilarious i was laughing it was very funny to me the whole concept of the bachelor has always been hilarious to me Uh, i watched it when it very first came out and you know because it's just train wreck reality tv but it's so the concept is so absurd to me and so insane but this past season especially the controversy that came from it um I just thought it was really funny. But I also have a very different perspective from some people may think uh, being a black man from it. But you just have to wait to see what that's about. So, I look forward to the new season of the Zero to 100 podcast. We're back. We're going to run this thing consistently through this year all the way up until, uh, you know, when I get to the new year and then that's where we take a break again. But... Stick around. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. As always, if you want to provide any feedback, uh, just email the show at 0to100pod at gmail.com. That's the number 0-T-O, the number 100-P-O-D at gmail.com. This has been the 0 to 100 podcast. We out.